This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. As we've talked about in the past, dogs are our companions, and it's up to you to observe and understand all parts of your dog's life, happiness, health, and longevity. Today, Dave and Judy again join me to talk about what we can do as owners and as dog lovers to help our dogs live a longer and happier life. Hi, you two. Hey. Hello. Hey, thanks again for joining me. And as always, I love your perspective. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's life so that he may live longer. I am Benny, and Dave and Judy are our co-hosts. I train people to train their dogs, and we are Dog, dog lovers. lovers. Thanks for joining us. What do we do to help our dogs live a balanced life. We've talked about playtime a couple shows ago. We've talked about nutrition a few shows ago. We talked about travel last show and breed size and many other aspects of your dog's life. But what do you do at home? I mean, today we will broach that subject about sleep, having safe places to go, walks, and yard dogs. Judy and Dave, let's get homely right after this. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to Amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. So here we go again. We are now winging it. (laughs) So there are, uh, you know, it's funny because we have talked about like travel and nutrition and finding a good vet. And I even did a whole show on playtime, things like that, which we can even talk about today. But we never really talked about things at home. And that's really the most time and the most place that you spend with your dog, right? 
Thanks for answering so precisely. I don't think we should have stopped for that beer in between shows. <laughs> so there are some things that I think are very important for your dog. So where do your guy where do you where does Sunshine sleep when she's at your house mainly? In bed with us at night and on the carpet or on the sofa during the day. We have um cement floors, so she normally finds some place that's kind of cozy warm and a lot of times it's it's really in a small space between the the table in the living room and the couch and such but it's usually pretty close to us so it, that's interesting too because sometimes i find and i don't know if you do or not but oz he is very fluffy very furry and um i'm the same i just put all this vinyl flooring in most of my flooring is um the hard floor and sometimes, man, I see him like stretched out on the hard floor. Like he just loves being on that cool floor, especially during his molting season, which he's going through right now, man. He's losing hair like crazy. Um, my Swiffers, I need that. Did you look at that thing I gave you about I the did. Swiffer kid? <laughs> I need a Swiffer that kid. That was Saturday Night Live again. Another plug for them. <laughs> so I need a Swiffer kid so I can roll him around. Um, but, uh, yeah, but mainly that's what he does too. As a matter of fact, remember we had that that conversation about the dog bed that you gave me that you said Sunshine would have nothing to do with. Well, he loves the dog bed and even Sandy loves that dog bed. They kind of vie for who's going to get into the dog bed. Um, Sandy's a dog bed dog. She loves her dog beds. And um, I have three different ones just in my house. And wherever I'm at, she's always in the closest dog bed to sleep. Yeah, I think the sleeping... Um on the floor and such is just usually during the day because sunshine being an older dog, she needs definitely her hours, especially after we take her out for walks, which we have somewhat of a routine on how far we walk and such, just because it's getting a little bit more difficult uh, for her, I think to go on the long walks, but we still want to be active every day at night. She's like Judy said, she's definitely in the bed with us. Yeah. We have what you call a California King bed, which is a wider than a King bed, but shorter than a regular King bed. So there's plenty of room for her at the end of the bed. She like has her own spot. I must be sleeping on my California King wrong because mine's longer than wider. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sleeping That's on it what sideways. The Google is you think for. I'm sleeping on it out. sideways? But the so wait a minute, wait a minute. You told me something that you did. You're going to tell me that? I was going to tell right. you that. So crazy dog parents. So Sunshine, 12 years old. Um, her back legs are getting uh, a little achy and arthritis and So she couldn't jump as much as she used to. And so we actually went out and bought, I re did research on Amazon, what have you, bought a brand new bed frame. And I had to find a frame that had wooden legs because I sawed about eight inches off of each of the legs so that the the bed is pretty close to the floor now, but she can, for the most part, jump up on it by herself. And so we just got rid of our old bed. Um, and so when we're not there, she'll jump up on the bed and take a nap. All right, Judy, you're giving a little yeah, signs. What she really do? When we're really, when we're there, she will put her front paws on the bed and then give me a side look like, mommy, help me up. And you do. Every time. 
Yes, she is a very good trainer of us. Yes, absolutely. Oz doesn't sleep in the bed. Um, doesn't mean that he doesn't can't get in the bed. Um, he does. I don't think he can jump up there because it is a really tall bed as much as he used to. Um, typically, if I'm going to leave him out for any amount of time or he's going to be here um, by himself for any short amount of time that I leave him out, he does get up in the bed and he'll lay on my bed i have no problem with that um but at night he doesn't sleep in the bed beans does she's she wants to get up under the covers. she wants to be right against me um and she's really good because i move around more than she does and she lets me know when i'm moving well i think it's it's nice that we figured out and sunshine has figured out how to still get up in the bed because i think that's important for her And, and as we talked last week we travel a lot and so Getting up in the bed has something to do with her back legs. So one of the things we've started doing from a health standpoint is we have a different harness for her that almost has a handle on the back of it. And she can jump into the back of our car because she does the the first step, if you will. But when she jumps down, I've noticed that it was kind of a violent jump down on both of her legs. And so we now, I take that handle that's on the back of our harness and she jumps, but I am totally restricting how much weight she's landing on her legs. Oh, very good. And we're hoping from a you know healthy uh, legs joint standpoint that that helps her longer. Well, that term. was a big thing because I remember we had a, a discussion a long time ago, and you asked, you know, how are we going to know that her play is too hard? And um, we're going to talk about that in a second. I did want to kind of back up to something else that you said. And I think it's very important, especially my Molly. She was very uh, scared of loud noises, um, especially fireworks. We got her to the point that she was really good with thunder. And when there was thunder, um, what would happen is that she would go to a safe place. And you said something earlier about she has her safe place or, you know, Sunshine has her safe place that she likes to go. And that was one of those things where I really encouraged her in those moments of where she was showing some anxiety and things like that. I feel like a bed could be that. Um, It could be a spot that you actually make her go. Sometimes when we would sit down to dinner, especially when Molly was young, we'd make her go to her place. And it got to be the point that that was just a habit. And it tends to be that safe spot. It, it's that place where, and I've talked about it in that command, where place is a command that really builds the dog's confidence. So if they're doing this thing and you're encouraging them or you're showing them that you're they're doing something for you while they're there, like holding that spot or whatever, it helps to build a dog's self-confidence. And I think that's a very important um, part of a dog's life in their house is to have those safe places. You said build their confidence. I'd also think that it reduces stress somewhat on a dog. Well, think about it. I mean, if you're if you're stress is reduced is your confidence building i mean sure. you know in a way that if you don't have the stress that goes along with or the anxiety that goes along with not understanding what's going on in the moment you have a lot more confidence in those in those situations where well, i felt like with her with thunder she got over it like it wasn't something now i live so close to downtown Fireworks were never not a thing. They were always, you know, I had I had loud music and the speak every speaker in every room as loud as it could go during the fireworks, so that you know she was listening to either jazz music or <laughs> something like that instead, of, and and hopefully overriding that. Um, it's interesting because Oz has zero reaction to the loud noises and beans. Um, this last July, I had to leave her here for a while, and I didn't get back to the house until. 
late and they had already started the fireworks and stuff. And she got a little shaky about it. Um, once she got out, she was fine. Uh, you know, out and I was here, she was fine, but she would still kind of freak out a little bit about it. And uh, we've talked about that too, but we're not going to talk about Does that. Does she howl at all for fireworks? Or is it just really like the train or the, the sirens that we've seen her howl? It's just sirens. The, okay. yeah, just the sirens and the, and the trains. Yeah. Any of those loud, long noises, just loud, quick noises. Don't do it. You know, you, you taught us um, something about sunshine that we would um, actually bring on the anxiety when a, um, a train was coming or fireworks and we'd say, it's okay. It's okay. So the other day, we were at one of our local breweries, and I didn't do anything. Didn't you went to a brewery? I know. I didn't say anything or do anything. A train was coming, and she just shook most. That I never said a word to her about it's okay or anything, and she just really reacted to this train. But it was right behind us. So. Yeah, that's a really close train, too. I mean, the unfortunate part is is that she already has that reaction. So whether you warn her or not, the I felt like that the problem was you weren't warned her early. And and since we are talking about dog longevity, I mean, this is one of the things too, that if you have a good communication with your dog and a good understanding of what you're communicating with your dog, it really does help a dog be more comfortable and learn to have a more comfortable and longer life. Um, and we uh, touched on walking. You talked about walking. I'd like to kind of go in that direction, walk in that direction, and uh, talk about um, some of the things that we were talking about earlier, Dave, about, you know, how do you know if your dog's, you know, if it's too far? Because I remember, Judy, you asked me, you know, have you taken Oz for a long walk lately? And and we had a little discussion about that. Yeah, it's interesting. We have a a pretty routine morning walk for her that she enjoys in in one of the local parks. Well, we drive and we do. We we used to walk from our place, so it's an extra maybe four or five blocks. But now we actually drive the five blocks, so we she can spend more time in the park. In the park. And there's other dogs on leashes, and so she has actually fun. I think interacting at times. Like this morning, we were walking, and there was a uh, Sunshine's twelve, and I think this uh, the Basset 11. Hound was eleven, and she actually Sunshine got down in a play stance with her. And so her butt up in the air, wiggling and stuff. And so sometimes with with the dog was about her size, a little smaller. I think she enjoys that. Um, and we're on leash, I would probably say, 99% of the time when we're in the park because you're supposed to be. But the other thing we found out is that when we we're now mixing in off-leash experiences and dog parks, and occasionally when it snowed, we had her off-leash, she knows she's off-leash. And I think she has a little bit more fun. Yeah, they do. I mean, the the funny thing, when I'm training, what I teach people is that leash is actually what the dog thinks is the control. You know, they think that the leash is what's controlling them and make them do it, not you. And so you'll see sometimes where dogs will bite at the leash and things like that because um, that's the representation of the control. But you can also do it where you don't let her off the leash. You just let go of the leash and let her kind of run around too. Um, but I will tell you, I've gotten a ticket for that. My dog, uh, I got a ticket because my dog was out of control or running at large out of control, um, but not off leash because she had her leash on. Now this was years and years ago. And I did get the t- ticket dismissed because my dog was very much in control. And uh, the judge did tell me, don't you ever come in here for that again. And I get it. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that I tell people and my clients that I f- 
follow and abide by the rules and the law. So I definitely am always on leash when I'm in a public place. Not that it's not a bad thing. If your dog is good about coming back to you and your dog is focused on you, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, got to look at those. We're lucky. We have plenty of dog parks around Nashville. So uh, you can take your dog there and take them off leash. And so I agree. I I think the rules are there for a reason because there's some folks that are in the national parks, they don't like dogs. And so I'm sure it's very apprehensive for them to be around dogs, not on leash. So we we're try to respect that. Yeah. And your dog doesn't approach, just approach people. So that's, that's a benefit of that too. Um, well, that kind of brings me to something else because you talked about off leash parks and we've talked about that in the past, but also about a yard, like having a yard. So there's a big difference between you and I, right? So, um, I don't get out and walk with my dogs as often because I do have the yard and they can get out and they can get in the yard and, you know, chase other dogs up and down the fence or things like that. It's interesting that we see uh, living downtown, there's a lot of folks that have even bigger dogs that live in apartment buildings. And I feel somewhat bad because some of them live in cars and fold their dogs out of a car. That's true. That's a a (laughs) podcast from six ago, but they don't, the dogs don't get out to walk as much. So I know some folks have dog walking services and you can have your dog walk for 15 minutes, half hour while you're at work, which is a great thing. We see a lot of people in a dog park right after work. But for us, we had to, uh, Sunshine was a backyard dog with a swimming pool for the first eight, nine years of her life. And so for us, it was really important to be respectful of her need for exercise. And the good thing is, is Judy and I like to walk. So um, as a family, we go out together every day. It's funny, I told the story about, um, when I did the dogs at play, I, I talked about dogs playing with themselves and don't laugh at that. And so that she threw the ball into the uh, pool and then yeah. would wait for it to go to the end and then jump in and get it. Um, and uh, yeah, so, but the, the big thing about yards, they can be almost detrimental too. I feel like that sometimes people think, and, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here. Everybody that listened to this are responsible dog owners. I mean, you didn't turn this podcast on because you're an irresponsible dog owner and want to learn something. You turn this podcast on because you want responsibility. And we've talked about in the past how people just leave their dogs in the yard and then they get very little companionship, very little um, social socialization uh, aspect with people or other dogs. And to me, that could reduce a dog's life, you know, just not being able to get that uh, socialization. Personal recommendation. We uh, lived in an area that rattlesnakes were popular and very, they're all over the place. And so somebody had recommended to us that we get our dogs vaccinated for uh, rattlesnake bites. And we had one dog that was bitten once or twice. She was bitten twice in the leg. But they had gotten the vaccine. No way. It's not that expensive. Um, And so if you live out west where that's not them, the other person. If you live out west, that, that's one thing you may want to think about is getting your dog's vaccine. It's just a shot. So I, I had a king snake. It was probably about seven feet long in my backyard. And I heard Oz kind of shuffling down there. And I was sitting out, I think, having coffee or something one morning. And I turned around. And this snake's head is like about striking. And Oz is probably four feet away from this snake. And he's like about to go after it. I'm like, whoa. 
<laughs> and and so of course I uh, got Oz back in the house and he came back in. And about two minutes later, these mockingbirds, man, about three mockingbirds oh. went down and chased that snake off. Really? He was definitely there for her for their eggs. That is the Tennessee state bird, by the way. I just found that out last week. You just found that out? It's yeah. on that big Tennessee uh, library thing. The big mockingbird is on the side no, of it too. When our dog got bit by a rattlesnake, what did that girl give him? She was a she was a vet student, <clears throat> a vet student, and she gave him people uh, Benadryl, Benadryl for people, yeah. and it yeah. saved her life. Yeah. I mean, the dog. Yeah, and we don't uh, promote Benadryl. <laughs> no, uh, definitely go to your vet first. Um, yeah, we don't promote anything. This, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is our opinion this is, only. Right. This is one of those things where you have to be very careful because if – no, 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 it's okay because um, we've talked about it in the past and because that is one of those medications that the dogs weigh so much less than we do and to give a smaller dog a human dose of Benadryl can really, really – um, do a lot of damage. So definitely make sure that before you do anything like that, you talk to a vet or someone who knows what they're talking about. Like we said, it was a vet student. So well, there you go. So she told you the dose too. You just don't remember. No, she did it. <laughs> oh, she did it. There you go. All right. Well, man, we're already 20 minutes into this one too. You guys got anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, dog longevity that we are uh, making our dogs live a longer, happier lives in our home. No, you know, at the end of the day, I think probably everybody that listens to podcasts loves dogs. That's why they're listening. And, you know, you use common sense and treat them like you'd treat yourself. Don't give them tables. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, maybe not. I mean, okay, so we're sitting here drinking while we're doing a podcast. Uh, I, I'm definitely overweight and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I want my dogs to live a longer, better life than me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, well, I'm, we're doing our thing, our Weight Watcher thing, so we're doing good. I don't know if I can give up the beer, though. Okay, so in summary, today we talked about the things that will help your dog live a longer and happier life. You discovered things you can do at home to help your dog be happier and healthier. You also learned different aspects of making your dog live a comfortable life in your home. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Three. One, two, three. Be, Be impeccable, impeccable with your dog. 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 Dog.